I happen to like to find Ohio. I've never been there. Like that's an actual place. Yeah. But the band is pretty nice. Basically, go listen to Defiance, Ohio. Go listen to NWO. That was from the Bush administration. But it's good. If you like folk, punk, or folk punk, you would like Defiance, Ohio. And also, I'm Jeremy. And, and that's been Terminal Jams, everybody. Have a good night. It's a gun check of what you believe. Is military action against Iran inevitable? I have trouble seeing how we're going to achieve our objective. Uh, short of that. My fellow citizens, at this hour, American and coalition forces are in the early stages of military operations to disarm Iraq, to free its people, and to defend the world from grave danger. The news that General H.R. McMaster, who is the second national security advisor for the Trump administration, will be leaving that post in early April. Former U.S. ambassador to the U.N., John Bolton, will be his replacement. Moments ago, President Trump breaking the news, as he often does, about our next guest, sending out this tweet. I am pleased to announce that effective April 9, Ambassador John Bolton will be my new national security advisor. I'm very thankful for the service of General H.R. McMaster, who has done an outstanding job and will always remain my friend. There will be an official contact handover on April the 9th. Here now, former U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations, John Bolton, former Fox News contributor. Uh, good to have you here this evening, sir. Um, your reaction to your new job? Well, I think I still am a Fox News contributor. Uh, <laughs> no, I, you're I not, didn't, apparently. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, well, I haven't started there yet. So uh, uh, that uh, demonstrates, I think, the sort of limbo that, right. uh, that I'm in because I didn't really expect an announcement uh, this, uh, this afternoon. But it's, uh, it's obviously a, a great honor. It's always an honor to serve our country. And uh, I think particularly in these uh, times internationally, uh, it's, a, it's a particular honor. So I'm still sort of... Uh, getting used to it, and I'm sure it'll take a little more getting used to. Welcome to the Terminus Podcast. So what the hell are you guys supposed to be funny guys or something? You got a problem with my God and the way me and how I've been raised is wrong?
tongue. You, you motherfuckers are trying to disarm me so I can't protect my family whenever motherfucking tax dollars pay for goddamn murderers running around getting away with killing people in the street gonna come to my fucking house. Hell no, some bitch, you fucking libtards make me fucking sick. And I know that my God is going to come down and he's going to fucking smite all you cocksuckers. And you're all going to pay because judgment is a coming. Mark my words, little bitch. My God's going to come down here and he's going to fuck you up. Today in the show, we're going to talk about another relic from the Bush years. Oh, by the name we of John s- Bolton. I thought we were done. He has such a gross mustache. He's uh yeah, he's like his entire upper lip gross. is missing. Like it, it's just one giant mustache. Why are we talking about John Bolton? Oh man. Well, I mean, where do we begin? He was a he was one of the founding members of the PNAC. For those of you who aren't Project familiar. for a New American Century. Oh god, they were so bad. They were yep. a horrible group of people with uh Donnie ready to rumble Rumsfeld and (laughs) uh, Cheney and Bush and pretty much like it was just this massive, horrible American, like, well, conservative think tank that pretty much had a big plan to just bomb the fucking world until it was all quote unquote Americanized. Let me read a little bit about the project for A New American Century, thanks to Wikipedia. Uh, it was a neoconservative think tank based in Washington, D.C. that focused on United States foreign policy. It was established as a nonprofit educational organization in 1997, founded by Bill Kristol and Robert Kagan. PNAC's stated goal was to promote American global leadership. The organization stated that American leadership is good both for America and the world and sought to bring uh, build support for a Reaganite policy of military strength and moral clarity. Of the 25 people who signed PNAC's founding statement of principles, 10 went on to serve in the administration of U.S. President George W. Bush, including Cheney, Rumsfeld, and Paul Wolfowitz. Observers such as Erwin Stelzer and Dave Grondin have suggested that the PNAC played a key role in shaping the foreign policy of the Bush administration, particularly in building support for the Iraq War. Academics such as Inderjeet Parmar, Philip Hammond, and Donald E. Abelson have said PNAC's influence on the George W. Bush administration has been exaggerated, because of course it has. So, You just don't want to make it look like the Iraqi war was about anything other than oil. Right, exactly. So, John Bolton, the reason we're talking about this asshole, um, is because he was appointed last week of... Uh, or as the next national security advisor replacing uh, General McMaster's. Um, basically, this guy is a bloodthirsty demon. <laughs> that's, putting it, <laughs> that's putting it lightly, now, man. Now, when I say demon, I obviously mean allegorically. I don't mean like he's a literal like brimstone-smelling demon Are like Alex sure? Jones would say. Are we sure? I'm. You know what? I'm Have we say, ever smelled him? No, but I bet he smells like baby wipes and shit. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, to cover up the sulfur. Well, It's fine. to cover up the sulfur, man. Uh, basically, this is an open invitation at John R. Bolton. No, this Please is not. Please come over here so we can smell no, you. No, 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 no. We are not 
offering to fight him or smell I didn't, him. I didn't say fight. Um, I want to smell him. Well, I was thinking fight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course, you're going that way. My my main defense mechanism is smelling a person and threatening to suck their dick. Gross. <laughs> so you'd smell him go, mmm, sulfur, let me suck your cock. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. This is horrible. And, um, and from here... So, John Bolton. Can I can I just finish? If he lets me, I sell that shit to TMZ, make so much money, and he gets just thrown out of the White House because Jeremy smelled him, and he allowed me to suck his dick. Okay, so that's not even the worst thing that's happened in this White House. What do you think? How do you think that's going to make John Bolton get kicked out? I'll find a way. I think you underestimate the fucked upness of this White House. I mean, it's 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 a good start. Is baby, it though? I've always said it. Baby steps. I think we're past the point of baby steps at this point. So this week we were actually going to do an episode on nuclear weapons, but uh, you know we figured John Bolton was kind of um, a bigger problem. Yeah. Because nuclear weapons definitely fall under his purview now. While he's not the one with all of his fingers on the button, he definitely has one of his fingers on that button as of April 9th, 2018. He yeah. will be basically the man speaking into the ear of the dumbest fuck on the planet. Yeah, and I mean, the, the, our president is so easily... <laughs> um, he's convinced. Let me Let me paint you a picture. You've got Stephen Miller... Yeah. That weird Smithers-looking motherfucker. Yeah. You've got John Bolton. Mm-hmm. And his creepy-ass mustache. Both he, of them. He looks like a more... He, he honestly, if you look at him, he looks like Mr. Flanders. Oh, God. <laughs> Heidi Hoadley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna bomb it. Oakley, gonna... Oakley, let's... let's uh... <laughs> We can't. God damn it. I, I can't. This isn't funny. <laughs> Oakley, Oakley, let's bomb the Middle East. <laughs> Praise oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Um, literally. Uh, anyway, so you got Bolton. You've got Mike Pompeo. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lady who was uh, just recently uh, appointed to the head of the CIA who mm-hmm. was in charge of black sites. You know what black sites are, right? No. Black sites are literal CIA bases around the world where people were disappeared to. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah remember, this was all, again, yeah, the, yeah, during Bush the, administration, the last yeah. 15, 20, or 15, 17 years. Yeah. Oh, hey, by the way, last week was the uh, 15th anniversary of the Iraq War. Hello, we've been there for 15 years. Oh, God. The wars have lasted for almost two decades. So, uh... I promise, this has some kind of coherent... Like pattern. This episode is not us just flipping the fuck out over John Bolton. This is just me being sad. But I wanted to talk a little bit about John Bolton and what he is. Uh, specifically, the kind of person that we're looking to to fucking have to deal with over the next however long this this nightmare is going to last. Um, John Bolton was born on November twentieth, nineteen forty eight. As he is an American diplomat, an attorney. He was currently the National Security Advisor Designate of the United States. He's expected to begin his tenure as NSA on April 9th, 2018. His political views are listed in Wikipedia as nationalist and conservative. 
So that's fun. Oh, I'm really excited about this. On foreign policy, his views have widely been described as neoconservative and hawkish, though he rejects the term neoconservative, and similar to current President Donald Trump. Bolton served as the U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations from August 2005 to December 2006, as a recess appointee by President George W. Bush, he resigned in December 20, uh, 2006 when the recess appointment would have otherwise ended because he was unlikely to win confirmation from the Senate in which a newly elected Democratic Party majority would be taking control in January 2007. On March 22, 2018, Trump announced his appointment as National Security Advisor. Bolton is currently a senior fellow at the American Enterprise Institute, senior advisor for Freedom Capital Investment Investment Management, a Fox News Channel commenter, because of course, he and is. of counsel to the Washington D.C. law firm Kirkland and Ellis. He was the foreign policy advisor to Mitt Romney. Uh, he was also involved in a number of politically conservative think tanks, policy institutes, and special interest groups, including the Institute of East-West Dynamics the National Rifle Association, the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom, Project for the New American Century, Jewish Institute for the National Security of America, Committee... What? <laughs> again? Hold on. No, we're not done. Committee for Peace and Security in the Gulf, the Council for National Policy, and the Gatestone Institute, where he serves as the organization chairman. Bolton has been called a war hawk and is an advocate for regime change in Iran and North Korea and has repeatedly called for the termination of the Iran deal. He was a supporter of the Iraq war and continues to support this decision. He has continuously supported military action and regime change in Syria, Libya, and Iran. So, I bring all of this up because in the Washington Post, George Will, a conservative columnist, called him the second most dangerous American. Here's what George Will had to say about Mr. Bolton. Because John Bolton is five things President Trump is not, intelligent, educated, principled, articulate, and experienced, and because of Bolton's West Wing proximity to a president responsive to the most recent thought he has heard emanating from cable television or an employee, Bolton will soon be the second most dangerous American. On April 9th, he will be the first national security advisor who, upon taking up residence down the hall from the Oval Office, will be suggesting that the United States should seriously consider embarking on war crimes. The first two charges against the major Nazi war criminals in the 1945-1946 Nuremberg trials concerned waging aggressive war. Emboldened by the success, as he still sees it, of America's Iraq adventure that began 15 years ago this month, Bolton, for whom a trade war with many friends and foes is insufficiently stimulating, favors real wars against North Korea and Iran. Both have odious regimes, but neither can be credibly said to be threatening an imminent attack against the United States. Nevertheless, Bolton thinks bombing both might make the world safer. What could go wrong? This is a conservative columnist. George Will is not some liberal dandy. He is, he's he's fucked up too. Yeah. You know, when you got the pot calling the kettle black over here, that is something to look at. Right. Um a question. Yes, go ahead. Um So, if it makes the world like a safer place to just go off and bomb other places all willy-nilly like how 9-11? Go on. 
I, I just I, I want to know how how did that happen if the, this was going to make the world a safer, uh, more peaceful place? Because basically, I said it off air, and I'll say it here. Like you know, we 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 taught that dog to squat. You know. So I, I get what you're saying. Um, you know, how is this going to make the world a better place? How is it going to make the world safer? Well, We've been at, killing people history. for f- 15, 17 years. I mean, this cycle in is this. Re- it, it's it, it's a or oh, whatever it is. It I absolutely mean, it's, it's is. A, it's a constant circle, man. But in this latest revolution of the circle we have killed countless people for literally 15 to 17 years yeah you know the afghanistan war the war in iraq they have death tolls of uh, afghan and iraqi civilians in the hundreds of thousands um you know while our troop death toll or casualty rate is nowhere near as high Mm -hmm. um we have ruined the lives of thousands of american soldiers Mm mm-hmm uh, and the last president, Obama, was engaged in a proxy war in several countries around the world. Right. So, really, this is just this is just an escalation of what's already happening. And the problem, though, is that we are putting a man who has no problem bombing the shit out of a third world country like North Korea. We have no problem or he has no problem bombing the shit out of Iran. He has no problem basically belligerently starting any war anywhere in the world. And this is the guy who for the next three years has the ear of the president. Now, whether he lasts that long, it doesn't God, really matter. I hope he doesn't. <laughs> well, but here's the thing. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't because he's, I mean, this ball is already rolling. The ball is already going. He, by the time... He gets into the uh, in, into his office. Yeah, he will have the opportunity to plant one seed, right? One little tiny seed. We should go to war with X. And when that happens, you know Kim Jong Un. Regardless of what we think about, you know the, the the possibility of him nuking California or anywhere in the United States, really. He has a nuclear weapon. He's got multiple. He could use it on his own country. Yeah. Now, you think, oh, why would he do that? What would be the point of that? Like, doesn't he want to protect, you know, his homeland? No, he doesn't. He wouldn't give a shit. Right. The moment American boots touch the soil in North Korea, he just nukes the whole fucking place. Right. You know, and, and the thing is, <laughs> it wouldn't stop anything. Right. You know, that wouldn't put a break on American military action. It would simply drive us even crazier. We are living in the end times, it feels like. Which is really fucked, because I don't believe in that shit normally. But you got John Bolton, you got Stephen Miller, you've got fucking Mike Pompeo, you've Mm -hmm. got all of these people who were instrumental in the last few administrations for making the United States the number one war culture making us the number one, number one torturers. All of these people have right. power again. And you don't think that they're going to learn from the mistakes or that they're not going to learn from the mistakes that they made last time? Well, fuck, yeah, of course I they mean, are. Yeah, I mean, they learned from their mistakes in, in the worst possible ways. I mean, this is, this is, I mean, I hate to say it, but I mean, you know, you've got like, abusive assholes that you know that they, they learn to not leave a mark after a while 
You know, they learn how to exactly. just cover their tracks. And these motherfuckers are far smarter than some woman beating piece of shit off in Kentucky. You know what I mean? Like, this is... These men are, are methodical. Yeah. Well, except for Trump. I mean, Trump just jumps on whatever bandwagon Trump best is, suits him. And, like, Trump is a baby who shit his diaper three hours ago. Yeah. Like, not to, quote-unquote, infantilize the guy, but he's dumb as a stump. Well, this is a man who wants the world to respect him and fear him. And they know that he himself, or he knows he himself won't be able to do so, so he tries to fill his house with some of the most intimidating assholes on the face of the planet. Well, at least as far as America can offer. Look at that hair. <laughs> yeah, he's got bad hair. Anyway, uh, continue. No, and I mean, that that's really all it is. I mean, it's like that, that little geeky kid who makes friends with all the fucking jocks just to, just so that like you know uh big biff over here will leave him the fuck alone you know that that's that's what trump is doing right now as far as i could tell i mean we had kelly on uh, kellyanne conway uh wasp queen as i like to call her um you know and we had fucking the 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 saddest clown in the room uh spicer you know and then we got rid of those people and we ended up with like Shrek cosplayer fucking what's her face? Uh, damn it, I don't even give a shit. Okay, so these are all people in in parts of the White House that are not consequential. You're talking about no, no, the no, press no. What, I, what I'm talking about, right? Well, what I, what I am saying though is like the, these are the faces of the White House. So these are the people yeah, that the, are known. And the faces of the White House. Though, I mean, you've got Kelly, you've got fucking whatever her name is. the president doesn't blow us all up well now you got a guy who is a fucking totally. he's totally fine with blowing us all the hell he up. is a dead ringer for the dude at the end of uh dr strangelove riding the new <laughs> fucking Yee-haw! yeah like that that is the guy who is about to become our national security advisor it's not him gonna be riding the fucking bomb though that's the problem well no it isn't it's gonna be some poor kid fucking flying a plane he was promised a fucking college career so here's here's the thing, right? This is kind of the whole purpose of this. Um, we are we are deeply fucked, and now it's it's time to it's time to figure out what happens when push comes to shove. Everyone thought that we could mitigate the problems or issues that this you know administration was going to cause. Everyone thought that cooler heads would prevail. Mm-hmm. What it actually turns out is that Trump will just fucking up and fire anyone who disagrees with him mm-hmm. or puts forward a plan that's more moderate. And you know whether it's because of uh, Miller's fucking influence or it's because on his own he's like you're not fun, right? We're we're boned right now because now it's all the fun ones. It's it's yeah. the it's it's the grab bag, the assorted candies of militarism and death. Right. And this is a very uncharacteristic episode, I think, for the Terminus podcast, because I am listening to myself talk and I sound straight up like Alex Jones, but on the left this is the worst. Well, we've got history to back it up, though. We have history to back this shit up. I actually prefer 
Steve Bannon at this point in the White House as the National Security Advisor I than agree. I do this motherfucker. Yeah, Bannon hey, he was, was a, a useful idiot. Yeah, he was a guy with a blog. He had no useful policy prescriptions whatsoever. And he was friends with Doug Dynasty. Exactly. That was I mean, about that's it. that's what we had. I mean, I, I mean, we could shit on Bannon all day, and quite frankly, I, I would like to. Yeah, like, just shit uh, on his uh, chest. Yeah, well, his face. Like, if you've never seen Chomp before, I just want to recreate Chomp with him. But, um, you know, and uncharacteristically for me, I, I don't have a lot to say. And it, it's just honestly because of the fact that we've already done this. And here's here's the problem. Like, I know that you're younger than me uh, by, by a few years. A couple years, yeah. Right. Um, you know, I'm 32 years old. How old are you? I'm 26. Okay, so by six years. I remember 9-11 very well. So do I. Right. I remember the Bush administration very well. Yep. I remember going to war. I remember all of this shit as clear as day. And I remember all the things that were happening in the world around that time. And whenever whenever poli- or, or the White House changed and we got Obama, no, I wasn't an Obama fan, but it was nice to have something a little bit different there for a little while because yeah. it didn't seem so batshit crazy. And here we are. In the the year of the Lord, 2018, not only reliving the past from, you know, fucking, what, nine years ago? Yeah, ten years ago. Ten years ago. But actually, turn that shit up. Yeah, turn it up to 11. I mean, it's it's almost like Bush was like, you know, I am the worst president ever, and I will forever, I will die on this fucking hill. I will forever be the worst. Fuck you if you disagree. And Trump said, "Bitch, hold my beer. Hold my beer. <laughs> Watch what I can do." And then all of a sudden, that Let's motherfucker just covered himself in honey after stripping down naked and screaming, "Bomb the Mexicans or whatever!" Like fucking build a wall to protect ourselves from the space Muslims. <laughs> God damn it! And here we are. And like it, it, it's it's sad because like I. I want so badly to have something constructive to say. I want so badly to be able to form some so, sort of coherent opinion. But the reality is, like, on the inside... Just red alert at this point. I'm freaking the fuck out, man. Because, yeah. like, I was scared enough... It's like, the end of the after, fucking world. Yeah, I was, I was scared enough after 2001, man. I was scared. I, I was tired of seeing the hatred in this world. I was tired of seeing... The fear. I was tired of seeing the the these groups of people villainized for things that they had nothing to do with, and then here we are once again. But those there's a massive difference between then and now, because right now those that are being directly targeted are a little closer to home. Yep, yep, pretty much. Um, I I should also mention that yesterday. Trump reinstated the uh, uh, ban on trans people in the military. While I'm certainly no fan of the military in, in any reasonable or considered sense, right? Um, this is less about banning people from the military and more about banning them from basic medical needs that could be served in the military. It's basically like saying, fuck the GI Bill. Um, right. You know, we don't want poor brown people getting an education on American dime. Uh, even if they serve the United States military, 
um, which is supposed to be the paragon of honor in this country. Um, I I, I want to say, you know, there's like this is an atrocious thing. Again, the fact is the military is the fucking worst. But what this basically signifies is, is more of an attack on on trans people in general. And I think we need to be very, very vigilant. I would also say, uh, you know, just due to the fact that yesterday was also the uh, the national march for our lives, I think is what it was called. Yeah. Um, y'all better start to include this shit in there as well. We're about to we're about to see the resurgence of American militarism. It hadn't really gone away. It hadn't really disappeared. It's just louder. It's it's going to be much worse now. And so, I'm I'm a massive geek whenever it comes to um world war ii history sure right um and there there there, there's a book that i'm reading now and it's just kind of like the history of hitler's ss right and um the way things are going now the way trump is treating the white house and you know and i i hate to say it like this because again it sounds like this whole fucking you know, Alex Jones-esque diatribe, but reality, the way that Hitler treated his SS and the way that um, the higher-ups of the SS kept cleaning house whenever things weren't falling into place the way that they wanted to, whenever people weren't as aggressive as they needed to be, um, these people were either outright uh, uh, cast out or killed. And here we are. Of course, he's not off killing anyone. Not yet. Let's not wait for the uh, fucking drug dealer death penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, welcome to Singapore. Um, or America. Singapore, America. Singapore, Kansas. Jesus Christ. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've... We, we, we remain so ignorant of our past that we can't even see it repeating itself right in front of our own eyes. And it's just... It's disgusting, man. And that's what's most terrifying about this. You know? Yep. It's, it's garbage, and I hate it, and everything is awful. But basically, we in whatever political movement is is rising as quote unquote the opposition or the resistance or whatever the fuck we're calling it these days um we we have to focus on the war we have to focus on being against whatever comes next and not just saying we're against the war look at us but actively trying to stop it from happening right actively trying to say you know to the people who want to fight for America right or wrong like no you should not fight this this atrocity whatever is about to happen if you are someone who is in service you need to be looking for a way out now whatever that means you know honorable discharge means less no means no prison time so you know figure that out I guess right because uh, I would I would like for people not to be stuck in military prisons while the military is Ooh, claim to be trans. Oh Jesus! Yeah, no, oh, God damn it! Don't do that. We can't do that. I mean, they used that doesn't to, solve the problem. I mean, dudes used to make out with other dudes to get out of the fucking yeah to get section eight draft. Or I mean, yeah. So I mean, I'm just I'm just saying. I mean, they no. they created that loophole for themselves. I'm but not... here's the thing, right? Is the new one is that they the military can 
make decisions on whether or not to keep a person who is trans in the military. So here's the problem with that. Remember MASH? You know how that (laughs) was a funny joke? Yeah. Yeah, they could actually do that now. They're just like, oh, no, we're we're not going to let you go. Yeah. So, yeah, that's well, that's it, not a thing. Yeah, I brought it up before, and I'll bring it up again. It's Catch-22 all over again. Like yeah. the actual book, Catch-22. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go read, go Catch read it. 22. It's super fucking good. Everything's horrible. Everything is fucked, and I hate it, and this yep. is garbage. Um, I also want to mention, so far this year, 284 people have been killed by U.S. police. So that's fun. Basically, we are looking at... We got a regular police force that kills people. We've got uh, immigration and customs enforcement that disappears people. We've got or a military. Or shoots them while they're across the fucking border. There we go. We got a military who is engaged and has been engaged in uh, wars of aggression and conquest for the last 17 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are about to... It's, it's like if we took post-war Germany... But a war was still happening, and then we made Hitler the chancellor while the war is going on. Right. And we give him that extra sort of push, so to speak, to become what he was. You know, imagine if there hadn't been a spin-up to World War II, if there hadn't been a fucking escalation, if we were just started at 11. Right. That's kind of where we're at now. Right. That's that is exactly where we're fucking at now. I mean, with Bolton and Pompeo and fucking Miller and everyone now, the craziest assholes talking into Trump's ear. We're done. Yeah. So figure your shit out. Whatever protest actions or fucking direct actions or whatever the fuck y'all got up your sleeves. Let's get this shit out now. And make sure it fucking counts because they haven't listened to you yet, so... Nobody's listened to us since the fucking Iraq War. Right. And that's still going on. Yeah. Well, so, I, I'm just saying, maybe maybe just vocalizing your opinion just doesn't count as much anymore. And that that's that's a shitty part, man. We, we've had the Women's March. We That shit took place all over the fucking world and people still tried to make a joke about it. We've got kids mourning the deaths of their friends... And fucking actually trying it. to stand up for themselves, talk and people talk about how fucking crews shot the wrong ones. Um, you know, this is the world that we live in, where where we can't actually have like a cohesive uh, dialogue with All one another. And we've got point. we've got no empathy left. We've got no understanding or or a desire to fucking understand left, and we don't want to hear one another. And frankly. I'm just as guilty. I, I don't want to hear the alt-right. I've got nothing to say to you, and I've got no interest in hearing your fucking opinion. I, I remember some proud boy um, not that long ago actually talking about how um, he had no win because he just kept rambling on Facebook. I was like, dude, I, I, I stopped reading this a long time ago. <laughs> what are you, you doing? just keep going. Stop it. And then he made this whole thing about how I wasn't listening and how all of a sudden, you know, he didn't want to talk to somebody who was it going to respect someone else's opinion enough to have a conversation? And it's just like, I made this very clear a long fucking time ago. I've got no respect for you. We've got nothing to fucking align ourselves with. So again, I'm guilty too. But whenever it comes to the less hateful right, and it comes to you baby birds, the non-racists, 
the non-hateful, the ones who voted on... I, I mean, I, I can't think of anything that the right stands for that's respectable to me. Here's but. the thing, y'all. If, if you are one of those people who are like, never Trump, and then you voted for him anyway, I don't really care if you're a less offensive version of the Proud Boys or the fucking alt-right. I really don't. And this is going to probably... Um, cause some discord for those of you who listen, who are on the right, um, who, for whatever reason, still listen to the show. Um, but the two, the thing is, is that whether you're left or right, whether you are a conservative, a, a liberal, a Democrat, an anarchist, a communist, a social Democrat, whatever the fuck you identify as politically, y'all haven't done shit. And neither have we. Yeah. Um, and that's that's something that we are now having to reckon with because nobody has done anything to stop the current ball that's rolling. Nobody has mounted any kind of meaningful resistance. Nobody has mounted any kind of meaningful opposition. There's no one in the White House who's sympathetic to the fucking resistance anymore. If there was any to begin with, they're gone. They've been fired. Uh, fucking... Uh, I saw a headline while I was doing research for this show where Bolton is literally going to fire more people from the White House. The purge is here. Right. And I, I mean that both in terms of like what they're doing in the White House and also the fucking movie franchise. Right. Like, hi, everybody. Yeah. That, I, 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 before we go to break, I, I, I just have one, well, a couple of questions, really. My first question that I rhetorical. Um, my first question is: Is it too late? My second question: If it's not too late, how long are you waiting, uh, willing to wait before too late actually gets here? Well, I'm right. Sad now. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm I'm so sad. In fact, that that's gonna do it for us. Um, on this episode we're gonna let uh our our homie howard zinn play us out in this episode but uh before we do that daps to that <laughs> jesus christ um i could do a fucking soundcloud rapper beat behind it oh no this oh we is should no i'm not doing that um <laughs> so auto tune oh god I can't. You can't auto tune Howard Zinn. That's disrespectful to the old man's memory. God rest his soul. <sighs> anyway, um, this has been the Terminus Podcast. As always, this is our thirty seventh episode that we've done since last July. Oh my God! This how we've the... done this so long? I don't know. How have I not picked up alcoholism at this point? This right? is the saddest podcast I have ever listened to. Fuck. Anyway, uh, <laughs> how are you still straight edge? Uh, you know what? That's a great question. This is the 10th episode of our season two. Um, we eat our feelings. That is that is very true. And I'm feeling hungry, but I have no money. So, yeah. speaking of money, there's a couple things I wanted to mention this episode. Because we haven't done it in a second. Because I'm a bad end person. Um, of course, I want to mention, of course, like just at any point, any opportunity, even though he didn't play in this episode. Kevin Moan and the Reptiles theme song police state off the album kevin moan the reptiles you can go to kevin moan the reptiles.bandcamp.com get the 2014 hit that changed the nation in some fashion i'm not sure if it was good or bad but i mean it had an effect um 
I also want to mention that I we're mean, on Patreon. I mean, furries started getting bigger around that time, so sure. I mean, uh, I don't know. Blame Kevin Moan. Okay. Uh, Patreon. We are on Patreon, and you know we uh, we could use the support. Um, yeah. We got big things planned in the next uh, several months, but uh, can't yeah, talk about of, anything. Yeah. Cannot talk about shit. Uh, but you can go to patreon.com slash terminus underscore media to support us there. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at various permutations of terminus pod. Um, and of course you can what go to... What does that word mean? What? Permutation. Permutations means d- like different forms. I'm asking for a friend. Okay. Well, there you go. I've given you the answer. Um, terminuspod.wordpress.com is where you can find all of our episodes as well as original writings by both myself and Jeremy. Eventually. Um, eventually, Jeremy. <laughs> Um, but uh, it's so bad at this. It's it's still Arby's themed, (laughs) so because we've got the beef. So there's there's some good shit. You can find us on various podcasting. (laughs) Not only do they have the beef, it looks so fucking stupid. You're right. Not only they have the beef, they have all of the meats. So do you want chicken? They got chicken. Do you want want ham? They got ham. You want fish? Oh my God. We got fish. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Terminuspod.wordpress.com um, is where all of our stuff's going. And uh, I, I would definitely make the plea for you to visit the website because I put about 15 minutes into building it. Um, that's not true. I actually put about three or four hours the other night, like getting all of the stuff. You can find us at various podcasting places. Uh, the main place is, of course um apple podcasts that is where you can uh listen to all of our episodes going back to last july you can also find us on anchor fm where um you can leave us a voice message if you have the app downloaded to your phone and it is available for both android and ios um you can also hold on, collaborate hold on, hold on. with us did you did you hear that weird message that we got oh recently? yeah yeah that was really weird I played it at the beginning of the show. Oh, I, I, pre-planning and pre-conversations are everything. That's right. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, but but good yeah. old boy Cletus over here. Right. That was that was weird. I mean, th- there was a couple messages actually. Yeah. Um, one was straight up threatening. The other one was just kind of like I'm offended. Yeah. <laughs> so that was uh, that was fun. But um, you made my Jesus cry. And I'm going to make you cry, boys. But yeah, you can send us messages, and uh, we appreciate that. It kind of gives us some sense that y'all are listening. Um, Some other benefits of the Anchor platform is, again, we get better sort of analytics and feedback than we've been getting. And uh, honestly, we're we're just really happy that y'all are liking the show recently. Um, yeah, we've we've had some pretty, it's it's modest compared to what we thought was going on again, but it's really fucking good. Well, it's been climbing since we moved. That's that's through. absolutely true. And you know the the nice thing about uh, moving over, like I said at the beginning, like the very beginning of this entire endeavor, mm-hmm. like this was about building a community, and it was very fucking hard to build that community the way that we did that's true but because now we have a we have a way of actually more easily including uh the listener um i feel like we're we're well on our way to building that community we're dreaming of absolutely and so and I by just, community i mean cult that's right that, that's that was the entire premise there is that we are in fact building a cult but uh this episode was a lot doomsday feeling 
uh, which I, I don't even know if that's escapable at this point. Um, but on the upside, you can go back and listen to at least 33 good episodes of the Terminus podcast. Some of that ballpark. But it, it's really depending on what kind of drugs you're taking at that time. Yeah, that's fair. How much have you had to drink? But no, I want to uh, I want to thank a couple people this week. Um, I want to thank Polycrepo. I want Absolutely. to thank uh, always thank Polycrepo before Nina. I go to sleep. I pray to him. Yeah, there you go. Um, I want to thank uh, pretty much everybody who's listening to the show currently. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, just um, if you are supporting us in any way, or if you're a friend of ours, and uh, you you give a shit about what we do in any capacity, we appreciate you. Um, on the real, go go listen to Polycrepo's shit. Also, he is in a band with Nina, his his now fiance, called Rabbit Believers, which mm-hmm. is bomb AF. <laughs> it is so good. It's very good. We we need to put up that that Christmas special because that that was all Polycrepo and Rabbit Believers, man. Yeah, it was it so was. good. But I think that's gonna do it for us. I don't feel like talking anymore, and I'm very sad now. So. I'll jerk you off after the show. It's great. There we go. Would you like to carry us out? Baby birds, take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. In the end, we're all we need. We love you so. Good night. night. The technology of war has reached a point, certainly ever since World War I, where war is indiscriminate killing of innocent people. And to a large extent, children. And when war has become that, when war has become the indiscriminate killing of innocent people, then you mustn't engage in it, no matter what you're told, no matter what you're told about democracy and terrorism and this and that. No, because in your reaction to this, in your support of this, you will be supporting an atrocity. You will be supporting terrorism. War is terrorism. War is, this is an important thing to keep in mind when you think we're fighting against terrorists. War is terrorism. I see Bush as a terrorist. Seriously. I see, seriously. You know, if, you know if, if, I mean, terrorism is a willingness to kill large numbers of people for some presumably good cause. That's what terrorists are about.